Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious, actually the humble <laughs> corner booth of the humble Catholic Cafe. Humble yet luxurious. <laughs> humble yet luxurious. Uh, yeah, it's Naga Hyde, so uh, it's all fake. But uh, that said, uh, we're going to talk about some important stuff here with uh, Ziggy Rodriguez, Woo! but also, uh, what? Uh, I, I never can remember <laughs> your name. Thomas P. Dorian. But that's the way you like it. I get that a lot. That's the way you like it. I'm very humble. Thomas Patrick Dorian. Thank you. Thank you. Thomas Patrick. No, no, that's good. I mean, if we were were sitting at this... Tom thinks he's the most humble. I think I'm the most humble. (laughs) Sam, what do you think? (laughs) I, too, am extraordinarily humble. So this is... This is like the humblest table ever in the yeah. Catholic Cafe. We're humble and proud of it. That's exactly right. Well, that's why we're going to talk about, uh, here we are, uh, kind of wrapping up a Lent, uh, you know, uh, and and I think this is a good time to sort of do a litany of humility yeah. uh, and talk about that particular litany and how beautiful it is and, and how practical it is in our lives. It's something that we can do um we can do it anytime but at lent lenten time especially as it leads into passion tide as it leads into the triduum um it's actually a beautiful litany to do uh because it's really it's it's at the heart of um all of our of really of humanity well a lot of times though when people read it for the first time i mean sometimes it speaks to them but sometimes people are like uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. I don't want that. This this right. litany is the exact opposite of what I want, you know. And at the end of the day, if I, the reason I think it's perfect for right now is it, when you're reading it within the context of the passion and Christ's witness of his love for us by accepting his cross and suffering and dying for us and and amidst that also the ridicule of uh, so many people, the abandonment of his closest friends, um, and what that was, uh, that helps put in perspective of, yeah, the litany of humility, that's some tough stuff yeah. at the heart of what our faith is all about, which is joining Christ at Calvary and living mm-hmm. out Calvary in our everyday life to the extent that we are called to. And mm-hmm. humility is not going to be easy. It really isn't. Right. I mean, if you stop and think about it, things like, you know, m- medical treatments are rarely easy, right? <laughs> There's there's always there's always a little uh, challenge uh, to to better ourselves, right? It's, it should uh, be a constant work. You should never hit a point in your life where you, you say like there's a checklist and humility is on it. And every day at the beginning you check it off. Got that? <laughs> I, I'll say this. I'll say this about humility. I've never awakened for the to start the day and looked at the check boxes. The humility box has never been checked. So. So I, I recognize that that's something that, and in all uh, seriousness, if there's anything that I uh, I think I confess the most, it's it's it usually comes to it comes to pride. Yeah, right. It just it, it, it's the it's the pride is the mother of all sins. It's the first sin. It's the sin of Adam. Right. I mean, this is it's like you can be just like God. Don't yeah. you want to be just like God? Mm-hmm. It's like ultimately at the heart of that is pride. Uh, just like you know, the baptism is the gateway sacrament, right to God's grace. 
pride is the it's the gateway to, the, to Satan to uh, us giving ourselves over uh, to evil. Well, in the spirit of the world, I mean, let's face it, it pushes pride, it pushes self centeredness, it pushes self entitlement, it it, it it makes us feel like the the. Uh, uh, that we are truly entitled to the things that the spirit of pride says that we're entitled to. And this is what Christ is at work to break down in our lives by his passion and by the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, because pride is the exact opposite of what we need. Amen. And and certainly what Jesus did in his passion uh, essentially is the model of all humility. I mean, it's the ultimate humility. Oh, yeah. Uh, to, to, to witness that. Um, uh, really is something that we, we need to remind ourselves, and we do so every uh, Lenten leading into Easter season. Right. I mean, every year there's a reason why we repeat this. There's a reason why guys that we have anniversary, you know, days that come up every year uh, to remind ourselves that, like, we are married, we love our wives or our spouses, our husbands, when, you know, for the ladies in the audience. And it's like, um, we need to be reminded on a regular basis of things. And so this litany of humility is a way to remind ourselves uh, on a regular basis that that we're typically not. You think there might be some people in Radio Land who have never heard of the litany of humility? Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that. We'll, we'll pray it in just a minute. We'll give you an opportunity. You could actually just Google um, litany of humility, and you'll find, uh, you'll find it. It's all over the place. It's a very common... Catholic prayer that is very uncommonly prayed. We get a nickel from Google every time you do. Yeah, you know, right. look that no, up. We get no, <laughs> we get no clicks or likes or I'm thumbs joking. up or any of that stuff. If only I could have a nickel for every time. No. Uh, so the litany of humility. Now it's 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 commonly attributed to Raphael Cardinal Mary Del Val, uh, and uh, Cardinal Del Val was someone who uh, married Del Val. Now, this is not Mary as in the Blessed Mother Mary. It's Mary as in Merry Christmas. The Merry Men. That's right. The Merry Men of... Uh, he was actually the uh, the Cardinal Secretary of State of the Holy See for uh, uh, Pope St. Pius X. Whoa. Right, heavy hitter right there. And so this was his Cardinal Secretary of State. Uh, and he's the one... He kind of... He's, he's f- uh, famous for this, or this prayer is attributed to him... Um, I know there's there's earlier versions that it looks like he kind of pulled from and he put it together. I'm sure that uh, St. Pius has said, you know, hey, Mary, we need something. You got something? I was like, hey, I got this. And he and he pulled it together and he put some other words in there and kind of helped it along. It's a beautiful prayer that's lasted now, you know, a hundred years yeah. in, in our Catholic tradition. And it's it's a beautiful one. So we're going to pray it in just a minute. Um, and, and when we... When we pray the litany of humility, um, it's something that uh, listen to every word and what it calls us to, and it's going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a challenge for me. It's a cha- I think it'll be a challenge for all of us uh, as, as we pray. So again, you can find it pretty much uh, anywhere uh, on the uh, on the internet. Uh, a lot of prayer books. I've got a manual of prayers that uh, comes to us from the the Pontifical uh, Academy or the Pontifical North American College in Rome. I, when I was visiting, I bought this prayer book, and it's it's printed in there. Uh, so that's that's where I have it. But um, you, you'll find it in a lot of different places, a lot of different prayer books, uh, and it's a litany. So typically, what'll happen is there is a in, um, a, a prayer. And then there is a response. Mm-hmm. So every one of these things, uh, and you'll hear the responses. Uh, you guys can pray the responses with me. All right. Uh, and I'll pray it in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear Hear me. me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver Deliver me, me, Jesus. Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver Deliver me, me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, Deliver me, Jesus, that others may be loved more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be esteemed more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that in the opinion of the world others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be praised and I unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. All right, so... Wow, you know, every time I pray that, I have to be honest with you, it really starts off easy. Yeah. You know, it really it's intense. Me, you know, from the desire of being esteemed. Okay. All right, deliver me. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh the desire of being loved. Well, oh, oh okay. Deliver me, Jesus. <laughs> and then it starts getting extolled, honored, praised, preferred to others, consulted, and I start thinking like Man, this is what I do every day. Yeah. Right? It, it's it's so easy to desire to be loved, to be extolled, to be lifted on high, to be told how great you are and how indispensable you are to the company or to the family or, or to your friends. And it's like, you think about all these things, and then we're saying, you know what? Deliver me from this evil feeling, <laughs> this right. evil desire. It's like, Wow. Well, at the end of the day, so I think one thing that's important for us to remember about love and about God's love, the biggest mistake we can make about God's love is to think of ourselves as the endpoint for that love. Mm-hmm. You know, God loves us so that he might love through us, you know, like a circuit. And that the moment someone says, oh, I'm the endpoint of this love, I'm keeping this love just for me, it, that circuit gets short-circuited, right? Mm-hmm. And I think in that same regard, you know, it's not a it's not a bad thing to receive the gift yes. of someone loving you, okay? And in a rightly ordered way, if you are esteemed for something that uh, you know, if you're shown shown honor for good work that you've done, that's not a, a, a like a bad thing in itself. There's w- rightly ordered ways to receive it. But if you are living your life, if you're saying I don't have love, Mm-hmm. And I don't have esteem, and I need that, and I need to be approved. Well, if you, it's, it's when you start to desire it. You yes. wake up in the morning and say, I desire love. I, right. Which would in, intimate that you, you feel like you don't have it, or right. you don't have enough of it, or you're yes. not. And then so then all those things that are like uh, love that, that get into esteem and exalted and extolled and 
you know, all those things, those now it becomes an unholy desire. Yes. Well, and also if you think about it this way, if you're loving some, if you're, if you're loving someone purely so they love you back, mm-hmm. that's not real love, right? Because at the end of the day, it's I conditional. Mean, it's conditional. If you're a married person, you know, I haven't had the blessing yet. Of nuptials, right? Hang but in I've, there, hang, hang in, there, in there. You know, but I've we're but doing I've, the litany of Sam's, uh, you know, nuptial <laughs> <laughs> is coming up next. But, so. I've, been, but I've loved many people in my life. I've, I've there's been plenty of uh, relationships with women that I've loved, and I've had family members and close friends when there's love. And you know what? Over love is hard work, and there are going to be some times when people who you love are going to hurt you. Yeah, and if you are not able to will their good for their sake in times when they have hurt you, or they are maybe not, maybe not in a place where they're able to live out that love and give you that love that you might feel, gee, I feel like I should get loved back for the way right. I'm, I'm loving this person. Um, it's not that that's necessarily a, 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 a bad expectation. We, we, we're, not, we're not supposed to be doormats. You know, it's good to have a reasonable expectation for kindness from others, right? right? But at the same time, it's just a reality that people are going to hurt us, including those that we love. I, I like that you had mentioned how love was kind of like, you know, there's like you're a circuit, you know, and you're yeah. supposed the, the thing is, love... The, the source of all love is God, right? Deus caritas est, right? God is love. And all love, all true, genuine love flows from God. And it's meant to be eternal, right? And, it, and it's meant to flow through you, not to be held by you. Yes. Right? You don't stop it. And that's why when you stop it, now you're using that as currency or you're seeing yourself in value only in accordance with how much you're loved or your yeah. perception of that. That can be unholy. That's the that's the desire. And not just to be talking about love, but all the things about uh, being praised, being preferred to others, being consulted. I mean, think about that. Yeah. I, mean, I love it when people ask me my opinion. And so, in fact, sometimes I don't wait for them to ask. <laughs> right? Because we, we, we think that we've got the ideas. We have everything. And, right. we, and, and they should be asking me. No one ever asks me enough to my you know liking. Right. And that's where it gets to be a problem. That's why... This is a really hard prayer, right? This litany can be challenging. But it doesn't stop there because there's also like these fears. Yes. The fears are, 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 I mean, it's like. Those are um, difficult. I know because the fear of being humiliated. Yeah, those are all very difficult. Or being wronged. Because I I don't know that I think it's normal to want to be humiliated. Right. Mm -hmm. But apparently our willingness to be humiliated, right, right, is 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 what's a value here well if, if we're you know let's say in our work life for example there's a con- there's a there's a common example of people at work being in this competitive environment oh man that guy over there he's gonna stab me in the back because he wants this next promotion that's about to be coming up right and so i'm gonna be you know looking over my shoulder to make sure this guy doesn't stab me in the back I, you know and if we're living our life in a way to where we're fearing betrayal and we're looking over with a suspicious eye towards somebody. Yeah, it, it makes it impossible. First of all, I mean, Jesus says, "Love your enemies," mm-hmm. right? And so, we're if we're constantly suspecting and living in fear of what they might do to us, first of all, it makes it impossible to love the, our enemies, right? But one thing that I think is super powerful here, and this is actually comes from the Good Friday reading, when Jesus is confronted by Pilate, and Pilate says to the King of the Universe. 
you know, all the things that he has the power to do. He's oh, like, I could, I could, yeah, I could, I could save you or I could cut you free. I could, whatever. Yeah, I could, don't you know I have the power to kill you, to crucify right. you, to kill you? And Jesus sets him straight. And Jesus says, any power you have has been given to you by my Heavenly Father. You don't have the power to do anything that our Heavenly Father hasn't given permission towards. And if you think about that, that actually is not just a Jesus thing. That's for each of us if any, every hair on our head's been counted. So if God does permit somebody... It's easier for God to count mine. <laughs> just, just, so, just so we're clear. <laughs> but if God does permit, you know, whether it's a work life, a friendship, it could be a romantic situation, a family situation, if God permits that somebody, including a loved one, wrongs you, betrays you in some way, like, first of all, no one can take anything from you without God's permission. And the way that God's permissive will works is if he permits some suffering to befall us, he has a larger plan for our good that takes all of that into account. Mm-hmm. That suffering's not the end of the story. Every cross is followed by a resurrection. And so if we live our lives in such a way of saying, like, you know, this person is going to try to make this or that move at work. Or try to do this, or you know, let's say you're dating somebody. Oh man, this guy's really moving on this girl that I'm dating. Whatever it might be, right? If we're living in our lives in such a way of saying, "Listen, I just want to be faithful to to Christ and to witness Him," and if in the context of that, God permits that somebody take something from me or take some relationship from me or whatever it might be, or that I get treated poorly, or that I get treated, right, or poorly. that I get I'm despised or humiliated or calumniated or uh, forgotten, ridiculed, wronged. Yeah. 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 If God permits it, the question is, are we going to unite our hearts with his and say, Lord, I trust you. That if I receive this cross in union with you, that you're going to use this for my good and the good of others, for my salvation and the salvation of others. And that this cross is not the end. Right. The pain is not the end. It's going to be followed by it's a resurrection. To and, and to further that, uh, you know, there's this whole idea of, if you live your life in fear of those things, yeah. right, caring so much about how others treat you and and what you're not getting your just desserts or, or any of that, but if you're if you're living in fear of being humiliated or despised or, or or suffering rebukes, if you're living in fear of that, you're paralyzed. Yeah, you can't live in God's love if you're paralyzed. Right, right, and so that's why it's important for like in this litany, and that's why that Tom, it's so challenging. Oh yeah! All that 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 this particular litany is. Uh, wow! Fear of you know? being forgotten—that's another one that I know. that might hit people hard too. Because at the end of the day, you know, I think even though even people who are faithful Christians, it's easy to sometimes they like, yeah, you know, I yeah, I believe that there's an afterlife and I believe in a heaven, but I kind of want to leave my mark here <laughs> as right. well, and I don't want to be forgotten down here either. And you know, God can use that sometimes, but if we're uh, you know, preoccupied with that, ooh, you know, where it's all, it's, then at that point it becomes all about us. Right. And us leaving our mark, and it's not about God. Right. So that's why praying this prayer is something that, that keeps us from having, uh, you know, an extreme in any way of, of these feelings, whether it's the desire of these good things or the fear of these bad things. Mm-hmm. Right. When we get, when we get to where, our life is 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 essentially uh, directed by these things, right. by the desires or the fears. We have a problem, mm-hmm. right? And then the the third section is this uh, section where it's 
um, we we want things to happen. Yeah. Right now we're praying that others may be loved more than I, that others may be esteemed more than I, that in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. And you start <laughs> thinking, so it's not enough that we don't desire these good things or fear those bad. Now we want we want to be obscure in a sense. We want to be humble. We want to be all these all these things. We want the others to be lauded. And and maybe we're doing some of the lauding. Or it's quite clever in its construction because it says, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. So it's a recognition that that goes against human nature. Yeah, all of this does. <laughs> the whole thing does. It goes yeah. against fallen human nature. Right, right, right exactly. Right, and and, uh, and and that's why I just, I think that's a, it's, it's a lesson learned for, for all of us. Uh, and it's a, it's a. It's not just a Lenten prayer. It really is something we can pray at any time. Because I think, in all honesty, I'll go back and say that um, that you know the pride is definitely the mother mother of all sins, mm-hmm. right? And and if you stop and think about it, uh, the answer to pride, the answer to that sin, to the the sin of Adam, is essentially the the virtue of humility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it is the antidote to the sin of Adam, and it's really the antidote. To, and if you look around the world today, pretty much every sin can be traced back to pride. It's true. Every sin, whether it's whether it's, it's moral, social, uh, you know, whatever the sin is, it's traced back to I want this mm-hmm. when I want it, and I want it now, and I really don't care what anybody else thinks about it. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I have a confession to make here. There Uh-oh. was a time. Oh, shoot. <laughs> let, me mute, let me mute the microphone. There was a time in which I prayed this daily for a long time. Uh, there, this and a couple of other prayers that just really spoke to me as needing to be daily prayers. And I got out of the habit of it. I still pray in the mornings uh, when I start my day. But I'll tell you something that's unique about this prayer and why during the context of this show, I'm sitting here, I'm hearing in my spirit. Boy, I need to start doing this every day again. Because one of the things that you'll find if you choose to make this a morning prayer for yourself, as you're doing your exam, like God will show you how things that happened the day before. Mm-hmm where I was really mad at this person for doing this or that thing, or I was about to, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. God always shows things that were throwing us off from the day before, how I really need to actually be praying the litany of humility to just receive those things and accept those things in union with Christ and union with his passion, as opposed to fighting them. So it's kind of a good examination of conscience. It's a fabulous examination of conscience. That's great. Uh, you could also, I suppose, write your own litany of humility. I mean, can you stop and think about your own problems, your yeah. own issues, that your own desires? And I'm not saying that I recommend that and then publish it, but what I am saying is that... <laughs> Um, you know the desire of being approved, the desire, the the, the desire of uh, being number one salesperson in my uh, the desire. You could you could add in your own oh yeah uh, your own things the, the things that you struggle with. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I, I was gonna, I was laughing because it was like yes, everyone should write their own version, and they should call it the better litany of humility, oh, yeah. and then try <laughs> to get it published. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love what you just said. I never thought about that, but I think that that's absolutely correct. For Yours us. would have checks mix in it somewhere. <laughs> it would be my checks mix. Yes, uh, Dicky Jeff said, has amazing checks. I have the best. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very humble. Uh, no, but I, I do. I do think that like uh, we we have our our own desires and we have our own fears that can get the better of us. Oh yeah. And when they do that, sometimes it's uh, uh, it's it's good to name them. 
Mm-hmm. And and if, if you want to write, you know, take take this prayer. Like I said, Google it, find it, uh, and then print it out, and then write in your own petitions, your own prayers. I think that's powerful. Um, and it's then a great at, idea. at the end here, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. I, I, I want to highlight something about this. What's so good? Uh, you know, in the in the that that first section or the first the first and second section, it's you know, deliver me, Jesus, deliver me. We're relying on Jesus as our Savior, and He can deliver us, yeah, and as, as we should, and that's a hundred percent true. This third section here, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. So now, it's not that we're not relying on Jesus as Savior. We're asking for something that we should be asking for, and that's grace. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So often we forget the the role of grace in our lives, uh, where grace comes from. Uh, you know, every uh, time we have a Curcio uh, weekend, uh, I I am doing the grace talk. Mm-hmm. You know, actual grace and where actual grace comes from, and we we need to rely on grace more. We need to realize how powerful it is in our lives, and what brings us that grace. You know, and also how free flowing it is uh, from God right. that it, that it pours like rain down upon us, and we really just need to be able to realize that. And so, praying for it, asking for it, is an extremely powerful thing to do um, because at the end of the day, we got to recognize that that uh, that prayer changes things. Mm-hmm. Pr- prayer is effective because of the grace that comes through it, and prayer is really it changes things, and most importantly, it changes us. Not just the thing that we're praying for or the situation that we're praying for, but us. It changes our hearts and molds our hearts to be more like God's. And, and that's, that's a powerful thing. And that's one of the things I love about this litany. So as we, as we look at this, we have to ask our, ourselves these questions. You know, do, do we care uh, too much about what others think of us? Do we crave attention? Do we fight the desire to be recognized or um, to be the center of attention? Do we struggle Right in following others, in listening to others, are we the first to speak up and to speak out? Do do we always try to uh, take the lead? Right, then you know what? Honestly, the you, you, litany of humility is is for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we all suffer from these from these things, and so here we are in our Lenten uh, season, uh, kind of getting close to wrapping it up, and it's just an opportunity for us to grow closer to Jesus, to grow uh, closer to uh, to the grace. Uh, to receive the grace that he offers us, um, and essentially to change ourselves and change the world. So we see all these as opportunities. So, folks, this is your your chance uh, to do that. Do that litany of humility from uh, uh, Mary DeVal, the cardinal. Um, and so just look that up, Google it, start praying it, and I promise you will be graced in this process. And, you know, speaking of grace, the mother of grace, um, the Blessed Virgin, let's ask for her intercession. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour, hour of our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.